Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. Due to copyright issues, you will hear a message without the worship songs, but you can hear the entire service on the gfcflorida.com website, GFC Florida Facebook, or the GFC Florida YouTube channel. We hope you enjoy today's podcast with Pastor Matt in this moment. What an amazing song. And again, I want to welcome all of you to Easter at Grace Family Church. It's so good to have you with us. But I do want to pull back, way back, and get the big picture so we can have some hope. We're going to go back to the very beginning when God created this world and when he created Adam and Eve. They had this amazing relationship with God. It was close. It was transparent. It was intimate. But one day, Adam and Eve chose to disobey God. Yeah, that's right. They chose to go their own way. And when they did this, at this point, sin and death and disease and sickness and chaos entered the world. It was, it was like a virus that spread from them to all of humankind from that day until this present day. So today, we live in a broken world full of the effects of sin. But God always had a plan, a plan to restore his relationship to, uh, to him, to heal, to redeem, to give us hope and a future. In fact, in 1 Peter 2, it says this, for you are a chosen people, you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you, were, you had no identity as a people, but now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, but now you have received God's mercy. See, I believe God has called all of us to be ambassadors of hope in the brokenness and in the confusion of this world. But this plan, this big plan God had from the beginning, it all culminated on what we call Easter weekend. On Good Friday, we call it Good Friday because we have the opportunity of looking back and seeing and understanding that good can come through suffering and death. But on that day, those believers on that day and those disciples, they couldn't celebrate a Good Friday. In fact, for them, it was a horrible day. They had great hope that Jesus, their Messiah, their King, was going to rescue them from the Roman occupation. But suddenly, man, everything changed. Earlier that week, as Jesus made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, they were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. But then only a few days later, they were shouting, crucify him, crucify him. They watched him suffer and be crucified on a cross. Their king was dead. All seemed lost and hopeless. There was doubt, there was darkness, there was confusion. But in that moment, they couldn't understand what we understand today. Looking back, we see the big picture. We know now that his death was necessary. He had to die to pay the penalty for our sins. You see, God executed his judgment on Jesus at the cross that through his death, I am forgiven. There is no condemnation. There is no judgment. I am free from the power of sin. That's why we can call it Good Friday. God showed mercy towards you and I. And I'm believing as we look back on these dark days that we will see the good and how God can use this. God didn't do this 
that God can use these dark days. There are benefits even now that I see. I mean, I'm seeing teenagers riding bicycles with their parents. When have you seen that lately? I look at people who are going out for walks and doing more exercise. Families are playing board games together and hopefully not arguing too much. Uh, the Zone is having a, a, a building contest. That's our children's ministry for kids. They're building fortresses in their homes with pillows and sheets. And when's the last time maybe a dad has joined in to build an awesome fortress? In fact, they're having a contest called Zone Sweet Home. Uh, it's amazing what we see happening. We, we see so, many, so much good out of it. But you know what? Also, many who are invincible are being stripped of their invincibility and it's bringing them to their knees. They realize that they are not in control. Many are searching for hope and good news. Just the other day, my wife was talking to a neighbor who's not really a churchgoer, and she was saying, you know, I, I just need some good news. And, and she wanted to know about our online services. So I believe during these times, people are searching and they are hungry. In fact, Pope Francis quotes this. He said, faith begins when we are in need of salvation and self-sufficiency has been stripped away. That reminds me of the story of my dad, a man who felt invincible, I have to admit, full of arrogance and pride, had several marriages and just was always resistant to me sharing my faith, the good news of Jesus. But he had emphysema and one day his entire house burned down. He almost died. He spent weeks in the ICU burn unit at Tampa General Hospital. And when he came out of that burn unit and was going through therapy, he wasn't the same man. He was vulnerable, he was weak. And it was in those moments that my dad began to ask me about my faith in Jesus and my wife and myself and my sister were able to lead my dad to the Lord. So we see that God can still work good things in bad times. In fact, I think we should all ask ourselves, what are the things that are in me that maybe need to die, that need to be left behind when we move through this crisis? What are the things in my life that are unnecessary? What is of real value? When I come out of this, what do I need to leave behind? When we face dark and difficult times and pain and loss, often we discover who we are and what we believe. We sang a song earlier, it is well with my soul. And in 1871, Horatio Stafford lost his fortune in the great Chicago fire and also lost his four-year-old son a few months later to scarlet fever. Sometime later, feeling his wife needed a vacation, he sent his wife and his four daughters to England. They sailed to England, but while they were out to sea, there was a collision and he lost all four of his daughters and his wife survived. Soon after, Horatio traveled to meet his grieving wife. He was inspired to write this song, It Is Well With My Soul, as the ship literally passed by right where his daughters had died at sea. I don't know about you, but I want this type of faith that's anchored in the rock Christ Jesus and not on shifting sand. The question I think is, is it well with your soul? It can be. And after we sing this song, I wanna come back and share some hope how it can be well with our soul. 
amazing him but what an amazing man Horatio in the in the face of darkness he he has the ability to have faith in God and it says it is well with my soul you know we have not only a faith that forgives our sins but we have a victorious faith a courageous faith you know the cornerstone of Christianity is the resurrection the Apostle Paul says it this way in 1 Corinthians 15 if Christ has not been raised from the dead then my preaching is useless and my faith is useless when Jesus rose from the dead, he eliminated all of our fears that we don't have to be afraid of dying. He promises eternity, eternal life, living forever with him. Think about that. That's the hope uh, that we can have. You know, the cross gives us forgiveness of sin and redemption, but the resurrection of Jesus gives us power to live a victorious life on this earth. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the power that lives in me. When we accept Christ, God gives us his Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit is his presence and power in our everyday life. In Psalms 23, it says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Folks, we are not alone. The power of his presence through his Holy Spirit is with us. He will comfort us, and he will get us through this. You know, we've been in many days of darkness, but I can tell you this, the third day is coming. I don't know when this crisis will end, but I know this, Sunday is coming. The sun is going to rise again. How do I know this? Because we serve a God who says, I am the resurrection and the life. I'm reminded of Jesus. He said, you know, I'm going to die, but then I'm going to come back from the dead on the third day. Think about it. Two days of darkness and hopelessness for these disciples. But the third day happened. Jesus was resurrected from the dead. And you know what I'm believing? I know there's a third day for all of us, and we need to believe in the God of a third day. You know, I have to bring a football analogy in at this point because I just, I love football, and I'm hoping that, uh, that the Bucks are gonna play this year because now we are led by our quarterback, Tom Brady. But think about it. 
They, in a football game, in a fourth quarter, they stand on the sidelines and they hold up four fingers and they're saying, this is the fourth quarter. This is it. We're going to do it. No matter what the score is, they're believing they're going to press in and win the game. Well, you know, we as believers, I believe right now, come on, in every living room, I want you to hold up three fingers. Come on, whether you're watching on your computer or on your TV or driving in your car, hold up three fingers because what you are saying is this. We serve a God of the third day. He is a God can resurrect things. Even in darkness, I believe that God is working in ways we can't see him working. I believe that God of the third day, the resurrecting God is resurrecting marriages and finances and touching bodies and healing them physically. Come on, folks, look around the room. Wave those three fingers and say, we believe there's a God of a third day. We're, we know that. We know it's true. Think about it. In this time of crisis right now, that we serve a way maker, a promise keeper. He is our rock. He is our salvation. He is our source. He is our provider. You know, in this crisis, we know who he is and we know what we can believe. And that's why we can say, it is well with my soul. You know, as we close, uh, one of my favorite parts of the Easter story is when Jesus is crucified and there's a criminal on each side of Jesus. And what's interesting about this story to me is one of these two characters is who we are. And I think we can learn a lot about who we are and who Jesus is in this story. So let's go ahead and read this together in Luke 23. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed. So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man has done, hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you today, you will be with me in paradise. What's interesting, is the first criminal was only concerned with his circumstances. He was only concerned with, hey, what can you do for me? He wasn't thinking about the big picture. He wasn't thinking about his own soul. He was saying to Jesus, get me out of my circumstance. And yet the second criminal, he saw the big picture. He realized things about himself and about who God was. He realized and he said this, don't you fear God? He realized that who was hanging next to him was Jesus Christ. And then he also said this, he hasn't done anything wrong. He realized that Jesus was God and he was an innocent lamb. And then the third thing we see about this criminal, he says, we deserve to die. We're getting the ju justice for what we have done. He humbled himself. And then he made this amazing plea. He looked up to Jesus and he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He realized life was bigger than the here and now. There's an eternity, there's another kingdom. He saw the big picture. And what's good about this is Jesus' response to him. He said to him, today you'll be with me in paradise. He didn't say, you've lived a bad life. You've screwed up too much. It's too late. Who do you think you are? God's mercy and grace reached out to this criminal. And at that moment, he found salvation. He found forgiveness. He experienced eternity with Jesus Christ. What amazing God we have. What amazing grace Jesus offers. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you're not sure about your soul. 
Maybe it is not well with your soul. Maybe the circumstances that we're in has caused you to think about these things and become more vulnerable. You know, my prayer is that you would do what the criminal did. He admitted that, you know what? I've been wrong and I need a faith. I need a savior. And he reached out to Jesus with confidence and Jesus extended mercy and grace to him. You know what? You can do that right now. The Bible says he stands at the door and knocks at the door of your heart. If you would open the door, he'll come in. So today, actually this day, could be a day of salvation. It can be a resurrection day. That's right, in the midst of darkness, you can make a decision that will bring a resurrection in your life. The Bible says any man that be in Christ is a new creature. Old things pass away and all things become new. You can receive the power of the Holy Spirit that can help you to live a courageous, victorious life. If you would like that today, we would love to pray with you. Even in this moment, let's bow our heads. And if you want to accept Jesus or recommit your life to him, you can pray this with me. Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on a cross for me. I don't understand it all, but I know this. I need you in my life. I need my soul to be well. I need your forgiveness. I need hope. So best I know how, Jesus, I proclaim you as God's son who died for my sins. I proclaim you as my Lord and my Savior. And from this day forward, with your help and the power of your Holy Spirit, I want to live a new life, a life for you, a life with purpose. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of salvation and for saving me today. Amen.